If you feel it, you know it. Zero Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw, and I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD, and you already know how this goes. I got my boy Real Talk Ricks on the line. What's going on, people? How you doing? Yep, yep. Hey, so last night was amazing. We had the Bronze Bummer and the Gypsy King fighting, and although it didn't turn out the way I thought it would in the end, it was still a, how I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> it was still a great fight though. So, you know, with Deontay Wilder going down in the eleventh round, uh Ricks, what what do you think he needs to improve on to, you know, better himself for longevity in his career? Number one, he needs to develop a jab. He needs to work on his endurance. And stop throwing 90 haymakers a fight. Like, why are you throwing so many haymakers tiring yourself out? Like, you were a boxer, D-Raw. You know exactly everything that went wrong. I'm not even a boxer. Hell, I can barely fight. But I know damn well I'm not going to go out there and just swing all wild like some idiot thinking I'm going to knock out a real boxer. Like, that's, that's my work, like, you know, in, you know, backyard boxing or something like that. When you're in a real ring, you can't, you can't just throw all wild haymakers and you finna connect on everyone. And you gotta realize, too, the Gypsy King is eating everyone that you connect. Everyone that you land, he's just shaking it off and keep, and comes back even harder. And then he's gonna lean on you, put all that, almost 300 pounds on you, and you only weigh about a solid 230, maybe 240 at the most. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. So, I think, number one, he he needs to learn how to actually box instead of brawl because him doing his technique right now is not going to get him to win against Tyson Fury because if he haven't learned anything by now, Tyson Fury got a hell of a lot of heart as well. He's going to keep getting up. He got a hard ass chin. So he going to take the shots and he going to keep fighting. Uh, also with Tyson Fury being like 270 some of him, him being like 235, he has to learn how to move, evade the hits, and not allow Tyson Fury to, to lean all his heavy-ass weight on him. Because Deontay Wilder, he's doing okay, but at the same time, he's working against himself in the fight because, number one, you're not moving your head. He got this thing where he keeps leaning to one side and he leaves his face and his chin open and that's why his lips and shit was bleeding and all of that. Also, he has to move his head regardless because he's the dude 270. He got to be able to slip some punches and he's not doing that. He's taking every hit that's being delivered, whether it's to his body or to his head. And then when he returns a hit, he throws a haymaker. And then once he throws a haymaker, it's like he got this thing where he tried to see how much damage he, he, you know what I'm saying, left after each punch. Man, if you don't just go ahead and finish this dude and keep throwing the punches and moving your head, 
get you a little jab, and then then leave you a, a, a good haymaker behind that. But if you start haymaker, hook, 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 you're going to be tired. And he was dead-ass tired by the sixth round, for sure. Oh, he was dead on his feet. He was dead on his feet by the end. And the crazy part about it is he had so many opportunities to actually finish him, like you said, but it's like he want to stop, and he's so busy trying to catch his own breath. He's giving Tyson Fury more time to, to counteract and counterpunch. And that was the, and that's what happened. Man, I ain't going to lie, bro. After a while in the fight, you could just see that Wilder was just holding on for dear life, and he he was like pretty much just going through the motions. He was just sleeping the ring. By like round nine, he was sleeping the ring. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's bro, it was so many times. Like, I was trying to figure. I was like, why? Why don't he open his damn eyes? <laughs> like, what is he doing, man? But I give it to him. He he had a lot of heart, bro. It just it wasn't his night. And and it wasn't his night for the last two times either. So I, I guess I don't know how he's gonna move forward with that. But he's gonna have to figure something out. Around, he gotta just pick a new opponent, regain some confidence that he's losing by losing to Tyson Fury, and then mm-hmm. come back and challenge him again. Because right now the road is gonna lead back to Tyson Fury either way, because he got the belt. So I feel like get you a couple of more fights, get your conditioning up. Work on your actual counter-punching. Work on your actual jab, your hook, your cross. Work on not only focusing on so much power, but work on some finesse. And get get your boxing game to par to get back in the ring. Because you cannot beat him throwing haymakers. It won't work like that. Yeah. Um. So, I guess we, we can move on from the, the boxing topic because we pretty much covered that. I'm... I, well, I am interested to see who will each boxer fight next. You know, like will will uh, Anthony Joshua get in the mix? Is he still scared to fight anybody? You know, outside of the those couple boxers he didn't fought in his league in Europe or or what? But you know, pretty interesting to see. Um, on the NFL side, you know, we got to make us some predictions and. Currently, right now, we got the the Falcons and Jets playing in Europe. Um, I already had picked the the Falcons to win that game, and and it seems like I'm pretty uh right about that one because it's twenty to three. So, man, I didn't even pay attention to that snooze fest. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I didn't pay attention, nor do I care about either one of them teams. Hopefully, the Falcons can at least try to turn something around and. Well, I'm surprised about, you know, they traded Julio Jones, but we have yet to see a Cal Pitt sighting yet. Yeah, I mean, they had a whole, whole bunch of hype around Cal Pitts, and real, to be fair, um, currently, right now, he's actually playing pretty good, I believe. Um, he got six receptions and 64 yards and one TD, so... I think it's just about, you know, being able to watch Atlanta and possibly see what he's doing. But on the other side of everything. And you got your boy, Zach Wilson. Is going to be productive this game? Oh, man. He had a good game last oh, week. Oh, man. He, he, he poo cheese right now. He I know he didn't throw uh, a pick. Because I, I just seen him throw a pick not too long ago. Um, uh, I don't know. I think, I think he got to learn the playbook. But also, I think some of his receivers need to get on the same page. This just proves you right once again. 
no rookie should be forced into playing if you know the game is going to come at them 10 times faster and they won't be ready. Because now it makes me wonder, is Trey Lance going to be ready for today? You know, because if he makes his first start today, is he going to be ready? Justin Fields looked okay last week, but is he going to be ready? Are, are the coaches putting the proper steps in to prep them week after week for this grueling game? People don't understand just how serious the NFL is when you transition from college to pros. They don't get it. And they think just by throwing these rookies out there, they can just go out there, oh, he did it in college. He should be, it should be an easy transition. No. That's why Trevor Lawrence is out there looking the way he looks. That's why Justin Fields looked like the way he did when he first came into the game and he got brutalized with them 10 sacks. These coaches know what they're doing when they don't put these players in. Now, I don't even, I know they're going to say Robert Solomon had nobody else to go to, but they could have found a veteran quarterback and then help him understand the best in the playbook and then put him out there. I probably say like the last four or five games of the season. Stop trying to put him out there because you're trying to be like, oh, this is a franchise player. He won't be around for the franchise too much longer the way y'all killing him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he, he really, he got many options right now. The Jets are, are a horrible team, bro. They really are. And I guess the upside to it all is at least I could say they started their rebuild already. You know, they got some young pieces. They got their young quarterback. They in a better position than the Texans. I'll definitely say that. But that, that organization is just, is very questionable, just like the Texans is at this point. Um, so in the afternoon, in the afternoon games, you got, Packers and Bengals. Who do you take in that one? I'm going. I'm gonna ride with with the Packers though, because I just think I don't think the Bengals are are enough, uh, or they don't have enough to to pull off the upset in this game. Now, wait a minute. Who's at home on that game? Cincinnati. Oh no, it's not gonna be enough. Because Jalen Smith gonna make his debut for the Packers. Hey, and you already know the Bengals struggle with the offensive line issues. Hey, he's gonna get to the quarterback. And he is going to be a a force out there. Like, you can sit there and throw it up all you want to, but you got to realize the Packers have a secondary. They have a nice front seven. Joe Burrow's going to be on his back more than that ball is going to be in the air. I guarantee that. <laughs> and then Joe Mixon might be out too? Oh, no. I don't see that. I don't see that as a win at all. Thanks, Bengals fans. Hey, y'all three and one right now. I know y'all excited. Look who y'all beat. Y'all beat a, a pitiful Steelers team. Y'all beat a pitiful – who else did they beat? They beat the uh, the Jets, right? Or they, beat, they beat a whole bunch of trash teams. Yeah, and they beat y'all. Like I said, they beat a whole bunch of trash teams. Like, I know my team's not good. And then the sad part about it is they had to beat us in the final session. But y'all really think y'all going to be good against the Packers? Oh, stop. Probably not. But you know what, bro? I will say, that boy Joe Burrow the truth, though. I like him, dog. He, no, he's good. He got a bright future. If they future. ever get an offensive line, they'll, they, they'll, be a, they'll be a good team. But let's not forget, 10 years ago, we said the same thing about Andy Dalton. He used to be good, too. Uh, he better than not Andy. He, 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 he better than Andy, dog. I think he better than Andy. I mean, it's still early It's still early in his career, but I, I see more upside in him than I do than what Andy Dawson brought to the table. He's more, you know, mobile. 
He got a nice, strong arm. Not to take anything away from what Andy Dalton was, but I just think Andy, uh, if them two coming out of you know as a rookie or a second year quarterback, I think Andy Dalton probably is not as good as uh, Joe Burrow. But uh, on the on the other side, we got um, the Lions and Vikings. Do you, do you think the Lions will finally get a victory, bro? Today, the game is in Minnesota, though. Is ten, uh, is is by ten points for Minnesota. So you you think you think the Lions gonna lose by ten points? Yeah, yeah. And. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. The Lions aren't good. They're not good. They not, but, but, but they had to know. They had a couple of nail biters. You know, they were supposed now. They were supposed to beat the Ravens. But then again, they were supposed to beat the Packers too, and they blew both of those games. Yeah. So maybe they. And we can sit there and say whatever we want, because at the end of the day, they the ones who gave up that fourth down play and let Lamar Jackson throw the ball. They the ones who let Aaron Rodgers explode on them in the second half, and they have the game under control. Like Dan, like Dan Campbell can only do so much. Like he can't play anymore. So I don't know what y'all really want from him. Like the players can only, you know, the team can only do what, well, with the personnel that you have. The personnel is trash. The coach is new. Hey, it's gonna be a process. Hey, one in one in sixteen. <laughs> you might be right about that, bro. I mean, unless they learn how to uh, close out on the games, as and so far they don't know how to close the games. <laughs> but I will say this though. Like you said, I do agree about the uh, the quarterback situation for them. They don't really need to draft another quarterback, especially at this point, because I feel like they do got a a good enough quarterback to move forward, especially right now. They need they need fucking pieces around him. They need another receiver. They need some defensive help because um, your boy uh, man was. Okuda, he he don't seem like he's gonna ever stay upright. So that nigga go ahead and cut their losses. That was that boy there's injury prone. Exactly. Like, you see the, uh, it's just you know honestly that's the that's my biggest thing about drafting like you know cornerbacks, wide receivers, running backs. When you draft them that high like that, and I feel like 
you put too much on them outright, it just, I think it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Jeff Okuda been in the league two years, and I don't even think he played eight games yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's always That's hurt. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hope that boy get right. But we'll see. But you um, got to think about it. Do you, know you know how that set them back? Because it was so much other stuff they could have drafted. Yeah, that, and then by him that's not a, playing, that's a huge set setback. Like at least two or three years. Yeah, that's a huge setback, especially when you spending a, a a big, you know, a high pick on a uh, on a cornerback. You yeah, yeah. They had, like they were drafting Deion Sanders or something. I ain't taking no cornerback that high. Not him, number three overall. Now him coming out, he's supposed to have been a nice shutdown quarterback. I mean, cornerback, but um. Darrell Reeves went 13. That shut down. <laughs> Deion yeah. Sanders, he went, he went, I think he went in the top 15. That shut down. He went in the top five. Huh? He went top five? Yeah. I know Jalen Ramsey went top five. I know he went like fifth overall. But I think, but, but the point is, though, for him to go top five, you want, you want productivity. And you're not getting that from Jeff O'Cool. You got to cut your loss. Yeah. And I'm, hey, and Jeff Okuda, if you listen, bro, prove me wrong. Please, prove me wrong. Because from what I've seen from Ohio State to Detroit, bro, they need to go ahead and cut you, bro. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, like, you know, downgrade your skills or your talent, none of that. But you're injury prone, and it's like, why would I give you a max contract when your rookie deal up? When I know you're not going to live up to it. You're not going to live up to that contract, bro. Let yeah. it go. So, look. Big big bomb. He going out there for another uh, game. And they're going up against the Broncos. Do you think he can somehow figure out how to get the ball down the field and at least play decent enough to get a dub, bro? Big, <laughs> big bum. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh! You talking about Ben Roethlisberger? Oh man, that's boy that's so washed up, <laughs> bro. You know, bro, bro. He needs to let it now. I I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what Mike Tomlin is doing or how much respect and love they have for this dude. They gotta let it go, bro. I've never seen Big Ben look this bad. Hey, hey, you know, like, you know what? It's funny because oh in the preseason, you know how he was like, he didn't play no preseason games, and uh, he should have been the main one. And you know why? <laughs> I feel like he didn't play because they knew he was gonna cut his ass. He sucked, <laughs> bro. Bro, he he knew he was getting cut if he would have played, bro. Yeah, bruh. hey, you know what? That boy there, he watched up for real, dog. He really yeah, is. Bro. But it sucked. Drew Brees knew he was over for him. It sucked because they don't get it. They don't really even have like a, a another option. I guess Dwayne Haskins is just not you know good enough to even get out there to even bro, bro, replace him. They need him. to figure it out, bro. They need to figure it out. I'm they, sorry. I'm so sorry. so you taking so you taking Denver today, then? 
anyway. Yeah. They got hey, you know, last you know what, crazy. bro? Steelers, Steelers should trade with De- for Deshaun Watson. I don't know what they got, but work out for them. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you though. Hey, the Steelers getting that desperate, they'll give up some draft picks at that point. That'll be a good fit. Yeah, it'll change their franchise run real fast. Hopefully. Yeah. Hey. Ain't that something? One rapist replaces another. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, talk about hey, talk about long gym. Woo. Hey, but you know what? I take that back. I'm gonna get in trouble. But you know what? All his cases are still pending. So, you know. It's just allegations, huh? I don't want to. I don't, I, I don't want to come on the phone. Allegedly. You don't really know what happened. He's allegedly you don't really a know what happened. You got a lot of legal issues. You're like Big Ben. Yeah. I, I, that's, the last I, person, I, that's the last person you want somebody mentoring somebody to see. When, when you got that many uh females on, on you, you know, man, I don't know. He he probably did, I you know. I don't know, bro. There's a lot of females. Like, like we, can, we can sit here and play, you know, guess who all we want. And I feel like we'll never know the truth, but somebody knows outside of Deshaun Watson and them females what happened. Somebody yeah. knows. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna run two games past you real quick. Saints and Washington, okay. Saints and Washington, and hey. Eagles and Panthers. Who do you have out of them two? Hey, I think the Panthers. Well, Christian McCaffrey not playing, so I feel like it falls more on. Uh, on, on, what, on what's the quarterback name? Donald. Yeah, Sam Donald. But, ugh. Whew, Lord. Terrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Panthers should still win that because DJ Moore is having a great season. He's having a great season. And I feel like if that connection can keep on thriving, they should be great. Yeah. Now, as far as Washington goes, you know, everybody making this big deal about Tyler Heineke and all this stuff and, I, I didn't even know he was in the XFL. I did not know that. Taylor Honeke? Yeah, he was in the XFL. Right before it shut down. Hmm. I didn't have no clue and about he, that. Either. You know, he kept getting cut by the NFL. He kept on getting cut. And then finally he made the roster. And now look at him. He's a starting QB. I, I, they might, I, I don't see them winning. Because you know what's real disappointing to me? I made this big old spectacle. Earlier in the, in my in my um in my pick, saying, "Oh, watch the defense gonna hold it down. They gonna do this. They gonna do that. That's the best defense in the NFL." And they have been horrible. They might need another. Cup. Oh, come on, bro. It's only Ron Rivera. You always talk. They always need another coach, man. Guys, they no. First off, they need a new owner. Let's start there. <laughs> I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. But maybe the game passed him by. Yeah, because I say the same thing about Belichick sometimes. He's making them, them irrational calls. Now, another question for you. Do you feel like the Cardinals will lose today? Against the 49ers? That's a good matchup. Now, the only thing, I don't think the 49ers will put up enough points. But I think the defense can do enough to slow down Kyler Murray. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Trey Lance, I, I don't know. I don't know about Trey Lance. Yeah. Cardinals and 49ers, Bills and Chiefs are the two big games of the day. And you riding with the, the Cardinals or the 49ers? Yeah. 
one thing I know for sure. Hey, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Chandler Jones, they have not disappointed yet this season. And I feel like they're going to do what it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, you think Trey Lance going to go out there and prove him to be a good, solid pick? Or you think he's going to look like trash today? He's going to struggle because that's one thing Arizona got down. If, hey, if they didn't get nothing else right, that defense is solid. Yeah. Hey, look, how many times do you think he's going to get sacked today? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know how good I don't know how good the 49ers offensive line is. So I'm going to say about three sacks and about two picks. Damn. That sounds like a game of turmoil. All right. So, um, Bills and Chiefs, you, you think it's going to be a high-scoring game or you think it's going to be low-scoring? The over and under is 56 and a half points. Hey, that's not bad. That means it's close. So, but... I'm actually going to say this is going to be a make-or-break game, and, it's going to, and it needs to be a statement game, but it needs to be a statement game for the Bills. The Bills need to go out there and dominate in this game. Josh Allen has to prove to the naysayers once and all, just like Lamar Jackson did, that Kansas City is just another team on the schedule that we can beat. If, if the Bills lose here, I don't think their playoff chances are going to be very high this year. Yeah. They'll make it, but they're not going to the Super Bowl or they're not going deep in the playoffs. Because that lets me know right there, they can't get over the hump of Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. They need this win. They need it. Yeah, and and that'll be a, a great statement because it'll be a Sunday night game and it's in Kansas City. If the Bills can go out, go in there and get the dub, it does prove a lot because last week they didn't prove anything beating the Texans. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, there's one more big game I forgot. Browns and Chargers in L.A. All right. Let me tell you something. Chargers made a big statement on Monday night. Now, can they carry it over with a defense that's more ferocious? Because the only thing that I notice when I see the Chargers, their run game is horrible. Their run game is literally Who's horrible. Who's their running backs again? Eckler and who? I don't even know the other. I just know Austin Eckler, and that's it. And he's average at best. Yeah. He average. So hey, that right there lets me know. He a lot better than what the Texans got. <laughs> I like Mark Ingram. I don't know about you, but I like Mark Ingram. He a solid back. Yeah, he good, but he old and... Now, Philip Lindsay, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in him because I, I spoke highly of Philip Lindsay. Now, David Johnson, hey, he ain't been good since 2017. Or 16. Maybe 16. Yeah, 16. He got to get it together because that's not going to work. Yeah. Texans got to establish some type of run game to make Davis Mills comfortable in the pocket. And I think going against the Patriots, it's not, they really need to establish a run game because they weak. Yeah, that's true. But before you go, Rays and Red Sox today. Who do you think win that game? Do you think the Rays get a game up, or you oh. think the Red Sox gonna take it? I think the Red Sox gonna take it. I told you they hot. They are hotter than fish grease right now. At a fish fry on a Friday night at the church, they hot. <laughs> if the if the Rays can't slow them down with their pitching, they can't. They sure as hell can't slow them down with the bats. So hey, look. 
Red Sox gonna put it together, they're gonna get another win. Yeah. All right. And then you got the Astros and White Sox. Do you think the Astros sweep the White Sox tonight? I want them to, but honestly, I don't think Tony LaRusso gonna let that happen. I feel like they bats against the wall, so I think they're gonna at least squeak out one win. But if not, then hey. Sayonara, because hey, the Astros gonna come to play. And the real question is, do the White Sox have enough in their bullpen? To slow them down because as of right now they don't. They do not. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh Luis Garcia even put out there today as far as for the Astros and pitching. If he can pitch good enough, I think we can definitely win this game. All right, people. So we've lost Corey. Corey has re- returned to work, and I will be your guide to the end of the show. So, um, Luis Garcia and Dylan Cease is going up against each other tonight for the Astros. And I'm kind of wondering how this is going to shake out. But honestly, I believe that the Astros will be having to play maybe more than one solid pitcher in this game. I don't think they'll just be able to play Luis Garcia and he go the distance and then they just put in a setup pitcher or something like that. I think think they're going to have to play quite a few reliefs tonight. Uh, to finish off the White Sox. Um, so I'm hoping the Astros can get this win tonight, but I honestly think the White Sox might might be able to pull off at least one uh, at home, and this probably will be the game that they pull off. Um, now, looking at the other side of things, the Giants and Dodgers. Dodgers came back last night uh, with a big game. And they won 9-2 against the Giants. So now the series is tied up. And the series is about to flip over to L.A. uh, in the upcoming days. And we will have to see what the Dodgers will do at home and what can the Giants provide for themselves to try to go ahead and get two more dubs in L.A. If not, then they may have to return back to the Giants. Uh, stadium well back to their home stadium so hopefully the Giants can pull it off that's what I'm rooting for in this one but uh, it really don't matter I don't know who's going to be a better matchup for the Astros and honestly I'm not really looking that far ahead because I'm trying to see if we beat the White Sox who is a better matchup for us uh, Rays or Red Sox and as Rick said earlier um, the Red Sox are hot, but the Rays just got that pitching, man. And they got so many pitchers in that bullpen where they can do what they did to us last time uh, when they were just throwing different pitchers like every two innings at the Astros. And I just don't want to see that. That is a shit show. So um, let's talk about college football. I got to do some good recap on this, man. Alabama went down. Texas A&M pulled it off at home. I talked about this uh, in the A-Sound breakdown. And I honestly, I did not foresee Texas A&M getting the dub, especially with Calzada at the quarterback. Um, but they did it. The 12th man came through. They got the upset. They wasn't ranked. So I'm pretty sure they're going to go back into the rankings, especially after being number one in Alabama. And Alabama's going to fall pretty nice. Maybe. But we'll see. 
um, other big games that happened. Arizona State beat Stanford. You know, uh, Georgia took care of Auburn easily. Iowa, Iowa came back and beat Penn State. When I looked at the game, it was like 14 to 0 or something. I can't believe Penn State allowed something like that to happen to them. And let's not even talk about UT, man. UT had the game and they let the game go on the last play of the Red River the Red River rivalry. So, that is just crazy all in one. Um it was some good games out there. Michigan and Nebraska. BYU went down to Boise State. So Boise State is now 500. They're 3 and 3. BYU, I'm really disappointed. Um, SMU came back and beat Navy, and they won 31 to 24. I hope SMU continues to win because that looks good for Houston going into the next game. I think they will play in like two weeks. So, um, if U of H and SMU continues to win out, that's that's good stuff, man. That is great stuff. And um, it's going to be setting up for a real big game for them, too. And you know they don't like each other. And you know who I'm riding with. U of H, baby, all the way. Oh, Kentucky got another, another W. They beat LSU 42-21. They easily handled them. Wake Forest took care of Syracuse. Winning by three forty to thirty seven, so some damn good games for sure, for sure. Um, moving on to the next week, let's just cover that top twenty five for you, and um, a big game that may catch a lot of viewers off guard is UCF and Cincinnati. You know, UCF has been a solid team all year round, and um, Cincinnati could possibly get upset at home. Who knows? But that will be a, a game to keep your eyes on. UT and Oklahoma State. Will UT uh, bounce back and get a W against Oklahoma State at home? I'm, I'm riding with UT on that one. I think it's very possible. Auburn and Arkansas. That's going to be a close one. Uh, Arkansas being ranked number 13 and Auburn at 18. Arkansas has to get the W this go-round because of the one-point loss that they take. Or they... Arkansas has to get the, the dub this go around because of the one point loss that they have taken. So um looking at everything, Georgia and Kentucky gonna be another good one, but I gotta take Georgia, especially being at home. BYU plays Baylor, and I'm looking for BYU to go into McLean Stadium and get the upset. Hey, I didn't even realize that Baylor fell out of the top twenty five. That's crazy. So it's going to be interesting to see how all these teams kind of shift, you know, especially with uh, these wins and losses that happened this week. Oklahoma plays TCU. You know, that's always a big game. So going to be some interesting games out there this week for sure. And, oh, and that Oklahoma TCU game, of course, I'm going to take Oklahoma because they're at home. So that is something interesting across the college football world and it's preseason basketball people so let's rock and roll i had the rockets you know what i'm saying on the tv the other day i watched my boy Jalen green he was hitting some bumps from deep he was you know what i'm saying slashing and he was getting to the basket he was doing his thing now there are some concerns about the rockets that i can't talk about um 
I don't really like how they have the Daniel Tice doing the pick and pop, and then when the ball goes to Wood, all he does is attack the basket. I feel like they should, you know, kind of balance it out. Um, I, I wouldn't say Daniel Tice is a, a, a person that can attack the basket, but maybe do some pick and roll with him. And maybe do some pick and roll with him and do some pick and pop. And then let Wood do pick and roll, pick and pop, and attack. Just have a, a good balance between the two, um, especially with Wood being at the four now, him playing in a different kind of position, him not usually just holding all the big guys now, but sometimes smaller guys, you know. So it's a different feel for Wood. I think it's going to be a transition for him. Daniel Tice, he's going to transition flying because he's already – a small five and he probably could play the four a little bit better too, but they need tights for his defense and size. Um, even though he's shorter on, on the shorter end, he's heavier and he's strong. So that works out for the Rockets. Otherwise, um, now some things I've been hearing lately is that, um, people have not been happy with Westbrook in LA. I don't know why. I guess I can understand from, a point of view is because he likes to take a lot of shots and a lot of the shit just don't go in and he's a volume shooter. But uh, Dwight's been looking pretty good. Maybe he's trying to rejuvenate his career at the end, you know, just to get a little bit more longevity out, out of himself. But there's one thing I will pride Dwight Howard on is when he was with the Rockets, he said he wanted to have a long career. And so far, that's been the thing for him. He's been having a long career. He's been healthy. Of course, he's not um, the same Dwight Howard of 2009 or even the same Dwight Howard of the Houston Rockets, but he's still he's still someone that's in the paint that you have to respect, and that's a good thing, you know. Um, it's preseason basketball, though, so I, I don't have real high expectations at this point. It's more or less just learning the system, and cutting down on the players, you know. I think they still got like 20 players on a roster. So they just trying to figure things out. Who's going to be on the roster. Who who uh, who will and who won't be on the roster, you want to say. Um, one thing about the Rockets, though. What, what the fuck is John Wall doing? Because at this point, he's just sitting on the bench. He's mentoring. And he's getting paid all this money. Why don't they just go ahead and ship him out? Why wait until the regular season to start or anything like that? Go ahead and find a trade for John Wall and get him out of there because he he really has no point of being on the team, you know? It's just re really ridiculous. So that's just my point of view on that. Hopefully they figure that, that out going forward. But um, thank you, people, for listening to another episode of STWD. Please like and subscribe. Show support. Unfortunately, we wasn't able to have your boy Real Talk Ricks uh, the whole episode, but hey, you can't go wrong with your boy D-Raw, right? Because I am the host of the show. And thank you for listening to Sports Talk with D-Raw.